Hi, welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, I am so excited that you're here today. You are going to absolutely love my guest as much as I do. Um, Her name is Kim B. Smith, and we're going to be chatting all about how to use our bold voices and really get our messages out in the world. I just wanted to hop in here and let you know that this is the last episode for 2021, and I will be back early 2022 with some new guests, exciting content, and tons of new things on the horizon as I take this next couple of weeks off to reflect and recharge and just feel into what this new year is going to bring. It's been such an honor to have you listening each week, and if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe so that you can get all the new content coming out in January, and leave a review. It helps so much when you leave a review on podcasts just to get our messages out into the world, and I would so appreciate your support. As always, I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. Enjoy this episode, and I'll see you next year. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I am so honored to have with us today Kim B. Smith. She is a multimedia maven. She's an international speaker and a cheerleader for women's voices. After years of being in the radio business, Kim stepped into helping women's voices be taken to the next level by teaching them to be confident as speakers on any platform. And she has developed a program called Her Bold Voice, which is part of her her business model and helping women really truly step into using their bold voice, which I absolutely love. Welcome, Kim, to the show. Darlene, thank you for having me here. Yes, I'm thrilled to have you here. And I am absolutely so honored to have you here because I know you have a beautiful story and I cannot wait to have you share that with us today. Before we dive too far in though, I just wanna do a check-in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your day going? Um, Today, doing well. I'm here in Michigan and we don't have any sun today. Um, As we enter winter very slowly, we lack sun. Um, Doing really well. I know, I'll just say this. I know that by the time this um, episode is aired, you and I are just coming out of um, Vegas and and being together for three days, which just warms my heart and and it's wonderful. And plus, 
it was warm in Vegas now, but we're, you know, we're back home and back in Michigan and back to the chili. If it makes you feel better, I live in sunny California and I'm looking out my window right now and it's a little gloomy here as well. So even sunny California is not so sunny today. <laughs> yes. And sunny Michigan, we've seen those days. Um, summer is over. We're moving into the change of uh, seasons here. Can't believe it's the holidays. Ooh, lots, lots, lots coming up. I know that for sure. So Kim, tell us a little bit about your story. Like what on earth brought you into starting your own business and being an entrepreneur and going down this amazing path that you've um, created for yourself? Well, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, a long time. And, and just, let's just say for something funny here, I'm really not that old, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have had, I've been in, in, in the realm of entrepreneurship for 25 plus years and Prior to that, I was in corporate, very successful climbing corporate ladders, um, very successful uh, corporate career. But I always had that angst of like being an animal trapped in a cage, even though I was in outside sales and marketing and never really say it just, I always had this thing about wanting to own my own business. And I don't, you know, I don't know at that point it was um, white picket fence syndrome, you know, looking, you know, on the other side of the fence and things, because I don't come from entrepreneurship. I come from trade skill, blue collar, you never miss a day of working. And there's been some, um, as an entrepreneur, there's been some great um, uh, things instilled from that, from that part of my family as well. But so I was in this corporate job after I had left this other job, I had a couple bad experiences. I was in this corporate job and I was this was many, many years ago. Um, I was checking, I was hired to be checked a box to place a woman in the executive, you know, management hallway, I'll put it. And I was the only woman down there with these men. The men didn't want me there and everyone else in the business didn't want me there. So I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And it was a very uncomfortable position to be in. But that whole time, though, I was running a part-time fitness business where I would teach aerobics, you know, after work, or um, I taught some programs through community education um, on the weekends and stuff. And I just had a strong pull. So one day, about a year and a half after being at this corporation and just, I mean, I'm talking toxic, verbally abused um, situation by some of the men that were very threatened. And it just was, a, it just, I had no business being there. They didn't want to be there anymore. I just walked in and said, two weeks, I'm out. And if you don't want to take the two weeks, I can leave, I can leave here in about an hour when I pack up the office and jumped into my full-time entrepreneurship. And, and again, I'll repeat, that was a fitness business, which is still this much alive, but that I took that on. I embraced it full-time. Wow. I did. I don't think I knew that you had a fitness business. Mm -hmm. How did I not know this? <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know that because when I had my fit, when I launched my fitness business, there wasn't websites. There wasn't internet. Yeah. This was all this. And this was here local. It was all word of mouth. I stood in homes of very well-known Oakland County. I live in Oakland County, Oakland County people, their names, their wealth. And you just don't get to show up at their doors. Your referred into these people's homes. And that's how I started. I started in people's homes as a um, private trainer. And I remember my first summer when I launched that, oh my gosh, it was horrible because summers in Michigan, nobody wants to be inside. They're golfing, they're tennis, you know, kids are out of school. And so that first summer, it was like, oh my God, 
Well, where did everyone go? I still have bills to pay, you know, and it, it, it flatlined. So I kept saying to the universe, gosh, there's something else here. What else? How can I hit? Um, how can I get in front of women like myself who can't afford me to knock on their door three days a week? And I birthed um, um, introduction to strength training for women only. It was an eight week course. And we, I marketed it through um, community education and it got so big. I had to bring on seven independent contractors to help me run these classes. Wow. So I was serving, I was serving two um, paradigms of um, women you know, women that could privately afford and women that couldn't and wanted, you know, more, something more affordable. I just, I, and I loved, I really miss those days. Yeah. So where in your career did you, did you work in radio then? Because I know that you have a radio background as well, which I think is a, a big piece of the platform that brought you into the work that you're doing today, which we'll get to in a second, but I'd love to hear like, what's about radio background story? <laughs> Okay, next question. There is no radio background story. I just, I never went to broadcasting school. I never did any of that. So why I launched an internet radio station is I had led two um, anthologies. I brought women in from around the world where, and it was a book we published. They got to submit a chapter. There's all, uh, it was just a beautiful community, a great, great two projects. And I come from the mentality of that first book that I launched was to leverage myself as a thought leader as I was entering this space several years ago. The second book was, I was now thinking of how to jump leverage my next steps of my business. Well, I had launched a podcast like this, but I'm sitting here in my home by myself on a platform that was very unstable. I mean, one show into it, I got an eyebrow raise. Second show into it, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Because if anything happens, who's going to help me? Who's going to help? Me? And who's going to who's going to help me? So that's how I birthed an internet radio station. I knew there were women, darling, like you and I out there, who wanted to have a show to showcase themselves as thought leaders with you know their guests, but they didn't have time to do all that work. So I had, I had a whole full team. I had a director of operations. I had my tech guy. I had my producers and we just had a whole business. And that's how I, I, I saw a need, a pain point, and I felt in and how to solve it. Yeah. And I love, I think the most successful businesses are come from like, when we see that gap in the market, we see that there's something missing and we're able to come in and fill that gap and really um, help people take it to the next level because of that tool. So I love that. That's how I didn't, I didn't know what your background was. I didn't know if you were going to tell me like you had been on the radio, like in some other atmosphere or what that looked like. So I love that you create, like saw the need, filled the gap. And now it's helped you even elevate more people, more women's voices, especially in what you call like a bold voice. Um, how did you transition then to the business that you have today? And can you tell us a little bit about that business? Yes, sure. So after owning the radio station for a solid, profitable five years, I sold it to one of my clients because I had to step away. That business was 365, 24 hours, seven. It was, it was really wearing on me. And I also too was learning a lot of lessons going through that as a business owner. Um, so when I sold that, my husband and another friend, colleague of mine, um, who at that time lived in upstate New York, she's now in Ohio, posed a challenge and a request for me to pause and slow down. And I'm like, 
slow down. What am I going to do? Run kids to their soccer games? I don't have kids. What am I going to do? You know, they're like, just sit and relax. And I'm like, sit and relax. That is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> so I, I agreed. I agreed to decompress. But I was going through so many crazed emotions at the time. One of the things back then is a Monday morning would default, would, it would be a default button. I thought all of you out there on Monday morning were getting up, running kids to school, coming into your businesses, driving in your cars to your brick and mortars. And guess what? You were forgetting about me. So I had a really tough time. So I decided to write. So I launched a blog. So I blogged. I got my voice out that way. For, uh, for several months, I was releasing three blogs a week. So I was writing. Please don't ask me to write anything though right now. I'm on the off with the writing. I was writing. And um, then I thought, you know, it's time to rebrand the coaching because I've had my coaching certification since 09. And I was always like, I don't want to be a coach. I'm not going to coach. So I was, you know, and um, decided to sit down and rebrand it. And before I did that, my one friend that was in upstate New York sent me a link in the back end of Instagram and said, you need to look at this. Your name is all over it. And I'm like, okay. So I'll look at it. And um, it was a third party speaking curriculum. No brainer, I jumped in. I, I, I didn't have to go any further. I just jumped in. Went through their training, went through all everything that I had to do. And I launched it here locally. Uh, under the, it wasn't a, like a licensee, but so to speak, like a licensee. So yeah. launched it locally and started teaching women how to literally physically speak. And the program, um, it could be ongoing, kind of reminded me of like a feminine version of Toastmasters. And that's how I started. That was about mm, five years ago, give or take a minute or two was doing that. And then of course, because I live in this world where quarantine and pandemic hit, I was no longer doing things in person. Yeah. And I swore I didn't have to change up my business model because we weren't going to be here long. And my business started plummeting fast, fast. And I had to pull back and rethink how to rebrand all this. And I'm sitting here now today, had no idea what that would look like. And it's, I'm in a very amazing space of women's voices. I had no idea. So thank you pandemic. Cause I probably wouldn't have pulled back and gone, you know, and rebranded everything online. Yeah. So and gone virtual you. so much. Yeah. So tell us a little bit then about the, the, the women that you're working with today and how you're helping them with their speaking. I have a lot of women. Um, when I rebranded the business this year, um, one of the things I rebranded because I'm really missing that piece of teaching in person. I, I got to witness miracles and they did not come from me they came from the universe and i'm missing that 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 component not that i cannot teach this online so i relaunched that in-person thing to a six-month one-on-one um, coaching back in february so i had a lot of women come through to hire me to help them with their keynote speeches and unbeknownst to me again still on a lot of a learning curve here is these women, it's a very interesting journey to get to a keynote. It really truly is, especially if you've never keynote or you don't have your business landed or you don't even know who your ideal client is because we cannot just talk to air. We have to talk to who our audiences are or we're going to show up empty handed and depleted all the time. 
So it's been a huge learning curve. These women want keynotes and a lot of them have not made it to keynotes, which is fine, but boy, overcoming um, that fear of speaking up and overcoming of that visibility and being seen on social media, whether it's a video or whether it's an a interview like this, um, overcoming, you know, putting a blog out there and really truly writing and really embracing their voice, especially women of color where their voices have been marginalized um, quite a bit. Um, and it's just been so fun to watch them really embrace that confidence, not build it, because I'm not a proponent of people that women need to build confidence. I'm a proponent that women have confidence. They need to embrace it and enhance it wherever they're at. So it's been, that's a lot of the stuff we've been doing. Um, and maybe an uh, elevator pitch introduction needs to be created because they're networking, um, really getting... Um, intimate with um, or acquainted or introduced to their ideal client that leads to their audience, things like that for that program. I have, the other side is um, the business coaching. And it's also two part of your bold voice, your business, the, you know, the business coaching is um, really getting crystal clear. So they're not jumping in every flashy syndrome object, which I've done. I've done yeah. that. And, and not put yourself out there as the jackstress of all trades and really struggling trying to master a lot as that thought leader. So that's what a lot of the coaching has been. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I can totally see, like I know the need so well because so many of my clients, when they come to me, oftentimes I'm like, what is your visibility strategy gonna look like? Like we, you have to, to share your voice, you have to share your message with the world and you have to do it in a way that really truly connects, like you said, to your ideal client. And I love when you said that it's not like you're giving them confidence. They already have it inside them. It's a matter of um, like buffing it up and making them see who they truly already are. Because I had so many, especially women, I feel like we, we, how do I say this? Like we put this, we put ourselves, we like just give ourselves to the side. We're not good enough. We're not worthy. I need to read one more book. I need to take this class. I need to take this certification. I need to do this next thing. And so often we're absolutely ready for the world to see us. We're just putting like all these like expectations and glass or um, ceilings on ourselves where we don't even know they're glass half the time because they don't, we don't even know we can bust through. But I love that you help shift them and shape them to slowly see who they are and how they can stand on their own platform with their old, their own bold voice and let themselves be heard in those situations. We do, we as women, you know, and, and I don't want to diminish or leave men out too, because men have their own thing. And I don't, I've been asked lately, it's interesting, a couple of men asking me is, do you work with men? There is space in my business for men. It is it, a very special man though. Um, so I will say that out there, but, you know, we have these societal pressures, so what we do is we embrace these societal pressures, like my, like wearing my favorite pair of buttery yoga pants, we embrace them. And then we start self-imposing even more of those pressures. So by the time we do get to put a video out there, we're just, we're, oh my God, what will other people think of me? What happens if someone comes and says something nasty about it? What happens if they challenge what I said? Well, okay, we need to keep a perspective to allow other people if they do want to challenge, number one, that's where they are at. Number two, look, if someone's getting really negative on your social media platform, you do have a button to remove them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
So as you've been growing your, your business and, and you've had a couple of businesses now, so you can speak to whichever business maybe you want to, but what has been like one of the biggest challenges that you found as an entrepreneur just for getting yourself out there and getting kind of seen for the, the leader that you are in the, in the spaces and you can share like whichever business makes the most sense or comes up for you. But I know oftentimes there's a challenge of like putting ourselves out there or the visibility piece um, or just how to even do that. What, what did that look like for you when you started? Well, overall, um, so with the radio station, um, the biggest challenge was my ego. I was an ego big time. And I was an ego big time in corporate because all that, what success back then mattered to me was my titles and that six figure income. And I did it, not a problem. Almost killed myself over it, but I did it. Um, I did it in corporate America based upon lies. I was very successful about it and um, came clean with those. Um, and then the inner radio, radio station was all about, look at me, I'm a CEO of a business. I'm driving this and you know I'm making all this money. Um, that was one of the most biggest mistakes. I've evolved past that. I don't need the titles and the money. Titles and money are not my success anymore. It's, it's the inspiration, how I'm empowering and inspiring myself so I in turn can show up very authentically and very vulnerably to, for other women. Because if I can't do that, I can't be coaching. I can't be doing this work. You know, I'm, I'm holding back, if, especially if I'm leading women into their, their authenticity and their voice. But a lot of the other challenges is um, I can slip into um, comparison mode, you know, especially um, the groups of women that I sit with. I mean, wow. I, first of all, I look at these, these women, especially my mastermind sisters and someone like yourself, I'm going, damn, she's getting a lot of clients coming through that business on a monthly basis. I'm only getting like two or three for the, it's those comparison modes. And I truly don't know what the truth is. I don't. It's that picket fence syndrome. So there's that. And I, the other thing is, and I don't have this challenge anymore. I love when someone says to me, wow, Kim, you really march to the beat of your own drum. Yeah. I, like I could sit and cry with joy over that. That means I'm really in my own truth, my own space. And I know my lane and I'm true to myself. I'm true to myself. Yeah. And when we show up as ourselves and we just give our heart and soul into the work that we're doing. And we don't worry about what other people are doing or what other people might be thinking. Like that's really when the magic I feel like comes alive. Um, and thank you for sharing like that comparisonitis piece, because I, we, I don't know anybody who at some point in their career hasn't had that moment where they're comparing their business or themselves to somebody else in the space. And it's one of the things that I know as a business coach, I see it all the time, but then I also feel it too. Like you said, there's definitely those days where we're all works in progress and we're all like, you know, doing what we need to do each day to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and watching. I have to watch myself. Like when I start to hear my brain say, well, hmm, um, they're so much more successful or they're doing this or whatever. Like I really need to check back in with myself half the time, it's not even the same. Like my goals are not even the same as these other people's goals are. 
And so I need to check in and say like, well, does that even fit into alignment with what I'm trying to do? And usually I'm like, no. So why am I comparing myself to something that's not even part of like the path that I've created for myself in this moment? And the success piece, like so many people, myself included, I remember my, my background's retail management. And that title was so very important as I moved myself up within the organization because I worked my way up from pregnant cashier, 17 years old as a cashier. Um, my oldest, I was pregnant with my oldest son at the time. And I started as a cashier inside of retail management. And I worked my way all the way up to operations training development manager. And it's crazy when I think back, but I can remember going, ooh, now I'm, now I'm a senior, now I'm a key holder, now I'm a supervisor, now I'm the manager, now I'm over this group of people. Like those titles mean so much to so many of us and we, we, we can lose ourselves when we're trying to go for that, that next title or that exposition and what that means for us. So I'm glad that you mentioned like that success piece of what it meant to you then. I'm yes. curious, what, is, what does success mean for you now? Uh, success means for me now is I still um, recognize um, I, I'm a big, uh, I like peace and calmness, a, a recovering anxiety person. Yeah. When I'm dancing with that peace and that calmness, when I know that the peace and that calmness within myself is starting to get, it's getting too chaotic to be able to step away and go take care of myself and, and feel into what it is I need in that moment. That's a piece of my success. Success for me is watching a woman go through and have these amazing aha moments and these empowering moments of confidence where they do claim their voice and they, you know, with all the sensations, you know, sweaty palms, underarms, whatever, and all put themselves out there on video and they come, oh my God, I did it. It is such a miraculous thing to watch do that. And, you know, I'm the same way. I'm, you know, I just did a five minute mock-up Ted talk back in September and you were, it was so, I was so fortunate to have you in the room and finally get to, you know, meet you face to face. You were there. When I put that down there on social media, you better bet my hands were perspiring. You know, I mean, I had my inner critics saying, Ooh, you're a business and speaking coach. Now you're going to show yourself the way you're speaking. It's like, no, no, put that out there. I, you know, doing it anyways and embracing those sensations you know so that's that's part of success for me i love that that doing it anyways i i have a mantra that i tell myself i do scary things because in those moments where i'm doing something where i'm like ooh, this makes me uncomfortable i have I'm having all those sensations like you were saying the sweaty palms the sweaty armpits like the, my, um, the butterfly effect in my stomach going in that moment where my heart, heart palpitating so much where I feel like I'm a cartoon character. <laughs> but yeah, we have those moments and doing the scary thing or doing the hard things, like that's what up levels us. That's what's, what's what actually pushes us forward to get to where we're going. And so- that's, I, Oh, I'm, excuse me, darling. Yeah. That's growth. That is that, that's that growth. That's, that's, where, that's where we enhance our confidence. Yeah. And when, I, and I know for myself, when I play small and I don't experience a lot of doing hard, scary things, I'm playing it crazy safe. I'm doing the easy road. I'm not really putting myself out there. And that's usually for me too. I can um, pair it up with like the growth of my business. Mm -hmm. The more scary things I'm doing, the things that feel a little bit hard or a little bit out of my comfort zone, the more my business grows. 
when I'm playing small, staying, um, and like just doing like the little things that need to get done each week. I'm, I'm like, oh wait, I didn't grow this week. It's because I was doing things that feel really comfortable. So I need to stretch myself. I need to put myself in positions where those um, nerves and sensations and feelings really come up for me. So that's one of the um, tells that I can tell for myself each week. I'm like, oh, I was really low key level this week. Not really what I wanted to Like, how do I add some of those? Like, let's get my heart going a little bit. <laughs> It's kind of like going, it's kind of like exercise, right? Like if you can go for a, a simple leisure walk, which is good, so good for you. And it's still um, a nice thing to do and it's okay. But when you, you know, get your heart beat up and you do like a body pump class or some strength or ride the spin bike, I don't run. So I won't use running as an example, but if for people that do run, like when you can get that heartbeat going up a little bit, like it's so much better for your body and for your health and your soul. <laughs> Yeah. And we need to, we need to bring in a little bit of both because there are, I'm with you. There are days where I'm just chilling out, just doing the easy, comfortable stuff throughout the way. And I need to do that there. I do need to do that. But then there are days where I'm like, and I can't do that too long. Cause I get bored. I get bored really fast. And then what happens is Netflix goes on and that's it, you know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with a Netflix movie. Cause I do like Netflix movies, but not during the day when I need to be doing something, but it's, it's beautiful if you can find the ebb and flow of all of that. And if for some odd reason, you're just exhausted for the week, then maybe pick one thing just to bump you up a little bit to go into that growth. You don't have to build the empire state building in one day, which we really can't, you know, you know, Rome was built in the day is the expression, you know, you don't have to conquer Mount Everest in one day. Just, Pick one thing maybe for the week or one thing a day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I would love for you to share either like a, tell us a little bit about like how you work with clients or if you want to share a story about a specific client without naming names, but like, tell us a little bit so we can get like a sneak peek into what, like what it's like to work with you and how you support your clients. Um, I'll, you know, I'll talk about these two amazing clients that just came through, um, one of, and they both live here locally in the Detroit area. And one of them discovered me on LinkedIn, reached out and said she had a conference in November, beginning of November in Chicago and wanted preparation. And I said, all right, let's have a conversation. And I said, here's how I'm going to roll. There will be no, we are going to meet in person because we're here locally. So we began with, I mean, she had nothing for her break, nothing for her breakout session. Sat here at my dining room table with um, multiple color post-its and off we went, started pulling it together and gave her homework and off she went all the way up until she delivered it. And then she referred someone else who was going to the same conference that needed help with her breakout. She showed up to me a little bit further along. But what I was able to do with the both of them, and as on Saturday, we were working on Saturday mornings because of their intense schedules, is they would come over and they would do their presentation in front of myself and the other person. So here's what the advantage was as a coach. Yeah. The two of them are in the same industry. They could give the industry trade skilled feedback. Then I can jump in and I can do my coaching. And it was such, the two of them so showed up with inner critic, overwhelming them, they still showed up. We had such amazing um, progress and empowerment for them. They went off to Chicago, I feel like a mama bird. They went off to Chicago and delivered and had great jam-packed standing room only for their breakouts. And, and one of them had 
a major vulnerability um, 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 overload on herself. And so we're going to do some work around a lot of that, how she can keep that going and how she can show up for other women in, in corporate. She's got a very strong position in corporate. So that is one of the ways, that was one of my favorite stories. I mean, working with, we had blasts. We would, you know, do a little bit of girl talk, get the job done, have some call. I mean, it, and it was so productive and so empowering for all involved. Yeah. And, and it's, there's something special as coaches because we have this online virtual world now and so many of our clients are all over the place. It is something special when like one of your clients is local to you too. So you can actually meet them in person and get to see like to have those real conversations like live in the same room together. Yeah. So um, we're going to start to wrap things up a little bit, but before we get to rapid fire questions, I would love to hear kind of like what's next, what's next for your business. What's on the horizon. We're kind of slowing down 2021 and 2022 is just around the corner. What's some of like your big visions and goals or things that you're going to be up to in the new year? Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe I'm here again. I'm rebranding just a little bit of my services. So I'm enhancing my services. Yeah. And, and, and I can give you a little insight is what I was just talking about of the, in this in person, if you have hired me for a TED talk or a keynote presentation, part of the coaching now I'll be adding on is the option of them to fly in and do a full day um, VIP work where, where they're presenting. And it, there's nothing very safely, by the way, in this pandemic of doing yeah. that. Um, there is nothing like that final in-person, um, you know, if that's an option. So that'll be one of the things um, I'm going to be exploring and expanding um, into corporate. You and I are um, certified for the Step Into Your Moxie. So that's the pieces I'm going to be using um, in corporates. So for facilitation. So thank you, Alexia Vernon. I don't have to create from scratch. <laughs> Perfect. Um, which if anyone knows me, I don't like doing that anyways. <laughs> you know, and just, there's a few other things I'm not quite sure. I have not gotten really fully into the planning. I do a lot of my planning over between Christmas and New Year because it's quiet. My business is shut down. Um, and then I, I slowly enter the New Year. I don't enter the New Year in a bank. I slowly, I used to enter New Year in a bank. I slowly yeah. enter the New Year. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Kim, this has been so much fun, like just getting to hear your story and your journey and learning things because I've, I've had a chance, the opportunity to get to know you pretty well over the past year or so and to hear some of the things that I, I didn't even know, which I absolutely love, <laughs> gets pulled out during these conversations as well. Um, I have some fun question for, questions for you and we talked about it a second ago. What do you binge watch on Netflix? Like, what are you binge watching right now? You mentioned that you do watch the Netflix. <laughs> so is there anything that you're watching or binging or anything that you recently binged that you should share with us? So I binged earlier this year, um, early this year after my father um, passed, my husband and I, we left with the dogs and went down, got out of our winter for two weeks. And I allowed myself while I was grieving to binge watch and, and take that time and, and rest and be on the couch. Yeah. So one of them I think was, um, oh, Firefly Lane. And I just saw on Instagram, they are in Vancouver um, filming. So I can't wait for that. Firefly Lane, that was great. I binge watched also two hours down there. Hilarious as hell, Bad Moms. Oh my gosh. Whether you're a mom or not, track down those Bad Moms. Um, their next um, season has not come out yet. They, oh my gosh, so funny. Um, 
Right now we are actually, no, we are out of the season. Well, we're in ending the season of the voice. I don't watch the voice live. We record so I can blow through the um, commercials. We love the voice. And um, I, I'm not really, I'm, I'm trying to stay away some of the binge watching because it's like on a Sunday, you sit down and watch one episode and then, you know, five episodes later, it's like, where did my whole day go? You know, so. Yeah, um, my, my, my idea of binge watching isn't actually watching all, like the whole season in one day. It's typically yeah. like one episode a night for like a little bit of time because I don't get the TV in my house. Usually my husband or the kids have the TV. So when everybody goes to sleep, I finally get to watch like that one show that I want to watch. So I'll watch one episode each night <laughs> to binge through the series. So I'm with you. I'm going to, I'm going to take your practice on that. And if I see a, um, a series and oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to go, no, Darlene watches one episode yeah. a night. That's a great practice. I'm going to implement that. Yeah. Except for the night sometimes where there's always at least the occasional, we're like, oh my God, that was so good. I need to watch a little bit of the next episode <laughs> because I'm like, I can't go to sleep because now I'm going to be wondering like, oh my gosh, what happens next? Which is like the worst thing, right? <laughs> um, are you reading anything? Do you have any books on your nightstand or anything that you would recommend to the listeners that are, or for myself? Cause I'm, I love books. Give me, give me a neck, the best next suggestion. Um, oh, books. I am really on and off right now um, with books. And I'm not that person that keeps books on the nightstand because I can't read at night. I'm fatigued. Okay. When I go to bed, it's it's big bang theory for me to shut my brain yeah. off and I don't have to focus. But I am reading, what am I reading right now? I'm picking up um, White Fragility. I've had that book. I started it. I need to revisit that. Um, I'm waiting for Brene Brown's new book to come because yes. I'm, I'm a fan. And I can't remember what I just grabbed and started to crack open the other day. I don't remember what it, what it was. And cause I, I've a below, behind me is a shelf. I have books on there that I've ordered that are waiting for me to crack open and read. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I, I think I have like 13 audio audible credits on my phone because each month it renews, but then because of the pandemic, I don't go anywhere anymore or not very often. So I don't have as much of a chance as I used to, where I used to like do drives yeah. or even just running errands. I'd go listen to podcasts or audiobooks. <laughs> I feel a little behind in my reading just because of that. Um, what is your happy spot when you need to reset and recharge? Is there something you like to do or a place you like to go? A couple different places. Um, so let's talk seasonal here for a minute, because I, as I said, um, I'm in Michigan and we're going into winter and our family room has a flick a switch fireplace. Yeah. I love just watching that fire, being around that fireplace. There's a sliding glass door we look out. Unfortunately, our patio furniture, you know, we've, we're winterized now. Yeah. Um, or I like to sit there in the summertime with the sliding glass door open because I have a, a, a water feature outside there. And that's going and just listening to that and just listening to the birds chirping. There's that. I love nature. I love walking and hiking in nature. And the challenge, I pose a challenge every morning when I walk my 10-year-old black lab, Grace, will we see some deer this morning? And, you know, it just all depends, you know, there's a, cause there's a trail not far from my house. I love getting up North, Northern Michigan because there's trails up there and I get out there all by myself. It's so peaceful and quiet, you know, and, and hope to see deer and not bears. Um, but just getting out there hiking. I love walking. I love fun conversations like you know seeing you and and twice this year in vegas and just hugging and sitting and 
you know, eating and just conversations, even though we are there working in business, I love stuff like that as well. Yeah. It, re it rejuvenates your soul. Mm -hmm. And I love the nature piece too. Like for me being outside, even if it's just like standing outside in my backyard and getting some vitamin D mm -hmm. <laughs> natural sunlight, I know can, can just like lift my soul some days too, whether it's something as simple as that. And there's something powerful too. Like, I love that you shared like sitting inside your house by the fireplace or sitting outside and hearing the water feature. It's nice when we can set that surrounding somewhere in our home office, because so many of us work from home mm -hmm. and have the ability to go and do other things as well. But just finding like that, that happy spot inside your house is so important. I feel like too. Yeah, and then um, if you had to name one person who you could say has been like the biggest influence or made the biggest impact in your life, who would you say and why? One person. Okay. I'll narrow it down to one person. Her name is Ellen Miller and she created birthed and developed a program called changing woman. And it was a nine month journey for women to step into and heal whatever it is um, that they have either faced experienced or whatever. And it was the most beautiful work I've ever experienced in my entire life. I, it was so beautiful. Not only was I a participant, but I trained to became a, what we call a circle sister, one of the co-facilitators of it. That's awesome. So yeah. amazing. And my last question for you today is if you could fly anywhere or travel anywhere, what's, where would you go? If I gave you a plane ticket right now, <laughs> um, will you please send me to Kenya and um, in, in these parks, I've adopted two orphan elephants and I want to be around the, the nonprofit, um, the Shedrick um, uh, organization, the nonprofit organization. I want to see my baby um, orphan elephants and I want to be in Kenya. I want to be around, you know, the, the, um, the animals and experience what it's like to stay in um, the, those type of um, environments. I've been to Africa. I was in Rwanda. I sat in the I sat in the jungle with um, gorillas. Mm, amazing. Loved it. Yep. So I want to go back to Africa. There's something that has a pull to me with Africa. So in my next step, please send me the ticket for Kenya. I want to go see my baby um, orphan elephants. Yes, that sounds amazing. I'll come with you. We'll make a trip of it. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. Kim, thank you so much for being on the show with us. It's been so fun just to hear your story and hear kind of what you're up to and what's coming next for you. I know people are gonna to wanna to connect with you. Where should we send them? Let's, um, you can go over to my website at kimbeasandboysmith.com or if you're hanging out on LinkedIn, come in the back end on LinkedIn and say, you know, hey, you were a guest on Darlene's show and nice to meet you. And just, I mean, so either place. Awesome. And I know you have a free gift for everybody. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Um, yes, my free gift is my opt-in. And when you opt-in, I promise I won't be um, spamming and throwing a bunch of emails at you. My opt-in right now is um, I'm going to look and read five things female entrepreneurs do to sabotage their speaking success. So please go take, and, go take that gift and download that PDF for yourself. Amazing. Kim, thank you so much. Um, I so appreciate you being here and being a vulnerable and just showing up as yourself. Thank you. Thanks. All right, everybody. That's a wrap of another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. Um, as always, remember, I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. 
Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.